What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Relentless Hoops podcast. As I'm sure a lot of you saw and know, uh, last weekend we had our select 80 camps at East Forsyth. I went back-to-back days with the 2023 Select 80 on Saturday, then the 2024 Select 80 on Sunday. So this episode is going to be specifically for uh, breaking down the all-camp teams, which I uh, released on Twitter earlier tonight. I did all-camp teams for both the 2023 and 2024 camps, um, and I'm going to be joined by three guests tonight, three camp coaches, Coach Greg Blythe, uh, the head coach of at Loganville Christian, Coach Tarek Maben, head coach at Mount Vernon, and Dante Eberhard, assistant coach at Maris, who also has a credible um, background and reputation as an evaluator. So happy to have these guys on to um, break everything down. But um, before I get started, uh, I just want to thank everyone um, that played, you know, that was involved with the camps. Um, I was very happy with how everything went. You know, first, uh, Coach Bracco and uh, Coach Saxon at East Forsyth for being host. Uh, you know, these three guys and all of the camp coaches, um, you know, very uh, grateful and appreciative of their involvement and um, their help uh, th- throughout the weekend. It, it plays a, a really big part. And thank you to all the parents and, you know, families, all the players, um, that came, you know, it, it's always, it's always very humbling to, you know, know that, um, people are trusting in our ability to, you know, uh, give them exposure, help them in their recruitment, um, be a, you know, beneficial, um, outlet as, you know, help helping them in their quest to, you know, um, finding a college home and, uh, playing at the next level. Uh, but like I said, I, I thought, um, the weekend went very well. I was, you know, just happy with it. Uh, I mentioned this the the week leading up to it. I thought this was the most you know unique group we've had. Guys from a lot of different states, a very wide range of talent in both camps, and um, guys rose to the occasion. They took advantage of the opportunity. A bunch of guys helped themselves. Multiple guys at the 2023 camp got offers um, on the spot and um, left other colleges and uh, you know coaches programs in attendance. Um, left them impressed and had you know. Um, got new uh, interest from the camp. So I was very happy about that. And then uh, with the 2024 camp, a lot of guys uh, boosted their stock as we always see. Um, but before uh, I, before we go into the all camp teams, you know, if you didn't make one of these all camp teams or honorable mention, whatever, that doesn't mean you didn't play well. There were, you know, countless guys who I thought helped themselves and, and played well. And it's always hard to narrow things down and select, um, you know, these specific guys for the all camp teams. But um, so don't don't feel bad. Don't think that, you know, we we thought you played poorly over the weekend if you weren't. Um, But I think it's a good time to bring in our guests now. So welcome on, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Happy to be here, man. Happy to contribute to the cause. Same here. We appreciate you, Trent. Appreciate everything you do for the game. Um, thought it was a successful weekend, both days, um, and excited to get into the list. Sure. So, you know, I just touched on uh, some, of, some of it a little bit, but you know, overall, so Saturday um, had about 65 kids there, eight teams of around eight. Um, 
you know, had a had a good variety of uh, colleges in there as well, about 15 different schools, both Division II, Division III, JUCO um, as well, and even a, a couple of postgrads and NAI. So I thought uh, that was good. And, um, you know, our the all-camp team, I selected 10 of those and then a handful of honorable mention guys. Um, and then with 2024s, um, you know, not as many college kids come to that, but did a top 12 for that all-camp team and then a couple honorable mentions as well. So I'll let you guys, um, you know, give a little bit of uh, your thoughts just overall on the weekend, how, what you thought of things uh, before, you know, we dive into all that. So whoever wants to start, go ahead. I'll uh, I'll go ahead and just take uh, take the start. Um, first, the East Forsyth. That was my first time ever being to that gym. So that gym is just, you know, all that you could ask for as far as being able to have the space and the uh, the lighting and just being able to have uh, games going uh, full full length side to side. So that that was that first takeaway. And then I felt the 2023 group just really um, came to play. I mean, I don't, I don't like doing a lot of the uh, showcase events. Um, you know, it gets a little bit too highlight filmish for me, but I felt like the competitiveness and the energy was there um, from the get go within the um, competitive shooting, the, the drills getting up and down and um, just the overall, the overall competition. So I know we'll dive deeper into the list, but uh you know, I look at this list of 10 guys and and I just love I love finding finding names that I was not familiar with or finding guys that I was not familiar with. And, and, and truly, they make an impression just within, you know, the day. And now it's going to be guys that I'll be tracking for the rest of their their high school season. Sure. Yeah, um, the litmus test for me is uh, what college coaches are saying, you know, and they were all very pleased with the talent. They were pleased with how hard they competed. Um, they were pleased that they were able to see young men who not only can fit their program through basketball, but also academically. Uh, so it was it was high quality. Um, the guys really did play a good brand of basketball. I felt like they got good instruction on both days, and I felt like the coaches pushed them on both days, uh, and they truly understood the platform they were on. So they, that's why they competed at the highest level. Um, all the way through the championship games. And I think that's rare in the camp setting. So I truly enjoy seeing that. I enjoy being around the high school coaches that I was around. Um, it was just all in all a great atmosphere for two days. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, for one, great basketball minds throughout the gym. So, you know, as a coach, um, I felt like, you know, I got better walking out of the weekend. So definitely thankful for that. And I'm sure the kids were thankful for it as well. Um, I think we all kind of touched on it. The, just the competition aspect of camp is, I think, what what, what sets you know relentless loops apart. Um, it's it's always fun to have to work for a championship. Um, and having the kids kind of in that bracket setting, you you get to see who who's really gonna bring that dog out. And I thought it was interesting, uh, Coach T. I think you might have mentioned it at the camp. Who's gonna compete when you lose that first game and you're not necessarily competing for the you know the quote unquote relentless hoops championship? You know, you still got college coaches in the building. You're still competing for something at the end of the day. So, you know, from those teams that lost that first game, you know, who's going to compete in that second round matchup just because you're at a camp and you're still trying to showcase your skills. And I, and I thought we had that. Um, uh, but I thought, um, again, just, just a great camp for both days. And uh, I thought the list was fairly accurate as far as who stood out. Sure. No, those are, those are all great thoughts. And, um, you know, I've talked with probably all of you guys about this, um, like, 
Greg, you were just saying that you don't really like camps and all that. And, uh, you know, I get, I even get tired of a lot of them. So I think, you know, with the amount of camps, you know, within Georgia and Atlanta throughout the Southeast um, and just what they've kind of become, I feel like, you know, we, we have to do something, do something different with ours. And, you know, it's, I, you know, the way I designed it, you know, invite only 80 kids at most. Um, you can't just, there's not just a public link for anyone to sign up because, I mean, everyone thinks they're a college prospect now, but in reality, they aren't. And, you know, it's on me to, you know, hopefully get a good amount of talent there. But another thing I mentioned on Twitter, like you guys having a good group of coaches is what really makes it, you know, um, holding guys accountable and like, um, you know, all of you guys just kind of touched on having a competitive atmosphere and just making it different than other setting, you know, kind of having a, a different feel is what I, I really enjoy about it. So I was, um, you know, really happy with how things went. I always uh, enjoy, uh, you know, this weekend and like having it separated between the seniors and juniors. And I think college coaches uh, like that as well. So, um you know, those are just some general thoughts on the weekend from me and the rest of us. But now we're going to go into those all camp teams uh, that I mentioned. So first with the 2023 Select 80, um, like I said, on Saturday, we're the, the seniors. So I'm just going to list off the 10 that I um, selected for that all camp team. So Cedric Taylor, RJ Kennedy, Blake Seitz. Kenny Southall, Isaac Martin, KJ Brayboy, Kenneth Brayboy, um, Jesse Gaines, AJ Patterson, Keyshawn McPherson, and Chase Hill. So we're going to start from the top. Uh, Cedric Taylor out of Drew Charter, um, 6'6", uh, kind of like a wing small forward who was kind of, a, I felt like, the consensus uh, top top guy, top prospect from the day. And he was one that when the AU season ended and I was going through things. He's like, this is definitely a guy that I want to get at camp because I felt like he was very underrated. He was on a game elite team that uh, was kind of up and down throughout the summer. Wasn't very consistent offensively. He would have his moments, um, but going through some like stuff on synergy, I was like, this guy's really underrated, kind of a sleeper. And he um, kind of lived up to to that. Um, like I said, he's six, six, uh, he has perimeter skill can hit, hit shots, but also did some good things with that, his athleticism, crashing the glass and, um, you know, bringing activity. Not a lot of coaches talking. I, I think he's going to be one that has a, a ton of uh, D2 options going forward, and I'm definitely going to be watching uh, Drew Charter this season. So uh, any any of you guys uh, had any uh, additional thoughts on uh, Cedric Taylor? Uh, I played against him in the uh, my team played against him in that first game. And I mean, he definitely has that that ability um, to get things done. You know, the the one thing that I think you hit on is is just finding the consist consistency with it. I mean, he's got he's got all those tools and you can see some things. And that was really my first time seeing him. I was like, whoa, like one of those type of type of guys with the ability to do some things on the perimeter, attack the glass and finish. You know, with someone six six with that athleticism, I just look forward to them like attacking the defensive side of the game in the same manner that they that they attack the offensive side. So all of a sudden, just dominate on the because you can guard one through five and with that length and size. It's like go ahead and just dominate the game on that defensive side too. Um, but no, I was very he was one of those ones I was uncertain of um, coming into it and leaving out of there. I was like, shoot, 
he's got a lot there. Sure. Anyone else? Yeah, um, there were a few times throughout the day where I felt that he was the best player at the camp. And there were several times where I said it to myself, uh, and I may have said it to others. I mean, it was clear uh, he was there on a mission. You know, um, in camp settings like that, it's all about what are you going to do with that platform? Are you going to let circumstances or another player stand in your way? And he didn't. I mean, from beginning to end. So uh, kudos to him for sure. All right, so that was Cedric Taylor. Uh, next, we're going to go into R.J. Kennedy, uh, Fayette County 6'2 guard, who I thought had a really good day, um, not just shooting the ball. That's what he's known as. Um, or he had been, you know, known for previously. I, I thought he looked more explosive, more dynamic. I mentioned that on Twitter, and uh, he just brought a good energy and an uh, intensity to the floor as well. So, um, Dante, I know you said you saw him a lot, so uh, maybe give some uh, thoughts on him. Yeah, most definitely. Um... You know, I saw him uh, first at Lake Point. Um, we mm -hmm. were able to to face off against a good Fed team, and we were fortunate to walk away with the win. But um, it's just because we sh we shot the lights out that game. And you look on the other side, and you know it's RJ, you know, keeping them in it. And so when I saw him at camp this past weekend, it the light just kind of came on for me again. Like you know, this kid can go. Um, just that dog mentality. Um, you know, he's encouraging his teammates. You know. You know, getting after it defensively, um, somebody that you would definitely want to play with. Um, and like you said, you know, he's known as a shooter, but he was getting to the rim at will over the weekend, playing above the rim, just looking super explosive. Um, and like I said, just getting after it on both ends. So, you know, some somebody, a, a coach would definitely love at the next level. Um, and I, I thought he had a great weekend. Yeah, no, he did. He had a contagious energy about him. Anyone else? T, T, did you see him at all? Um, so I, I got a, I got to catch him um, in that championship game. Um, and by that point, it was kind of like, you know, the talk of when I'm sitting there asking coaches, like, who are they seeing? Who have they seen? It was number 39, number 39. So I was yeah. able to watch it. And while, you know, the legs are heavy after being your third game and having an hour and a half uh, drill work, um, he was still still getting after it and competing. And um, things I saw is a lot of those little things he did on the floor. Um, yeah. Contagious energy, like y'all said, as far as dapping his teammates up, trying to find his teammates. So, you know, I was certainly uh, impressed to be seeing him continue to, to attack the game in that manner. Sure. Um, next, we'll go Blake Seitz, uh, North Gwinnett, uh, another guy that uh, had a really good summer I've, I felt like uh, with BCB and he's, it's kind of happened a, a few different uh, in consecutive years now at North Gwinnett guys have had to wait their turns um, and then kind of just blossom as either juniors or seniors he's obviously a senior but 6'6 lefty I thought uh, I was talking to coach Garner after was just very consistent and uh, aggressive uh, throughout the day you can tell he has uh, a lot of comments right now and uh, he has a bunch of uh, D3 recruitment, but he also has some Division II schools sniffing around. I actually just got a text from a Division II school while we were on this um, on this Zoom asking about him. So um, I think he's going to have a big senior season. But uh, anyone, any thoughts on him? I mean, I um, he he knocked me out. So uh, it was that semifinal game, and and a lot of why he's in that top ten is because of. Uh, 
is because of the things that he was doing within that game. Um, and then to your point, uh, two years ago when I was at Pace still, uh, um, playing for the Change Classic, he, he was someone that was maybe touching the floor a little bit. I remember doing that scout, but just to see how he's evolved and his game's evolved, he's certainly someone that if you don't have a hand up, um, it, it, what, do we, what do we have his size listed at? 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, so, you know, he's definitely someone that's going to pull, pull it if you don't have a hand up on the catch. And so very effective, still still got hard feelings towards it with what he was knocking down in those game plays. Uh, for sure. Another, another North Gwinnett guy, you know, another guy coached by Coach Garner, tough, high IQ, uh, get the most out of his ability. And uh, he showcased that at the camp. Now I've been tracking North Gwinnett for the last couple of years, and I've seen his steady progress. Uh, and it's right, in my opinion, it's right where it needs to be right now for him to lead them to some big wins this year. Uh, definitely a, a college, college level guy. Um, he proved that this weekend in front of the right crowd. Again, another young man uh, that took advantage of his platform. So not only does he shoot the ball well, but what I was encouraged by was seeing him dunk the ball, man. You know, dunking isn't everything, but it, it does say something about your mentality and also your athleticism. So, you know, seeing him take that next step uh, also caught my eye as well. Sure. So next next guy, I know uh, you'll be excited about T, Kenny Southall, who, you know, if you ask Coach Coach T, Coach Maven, that, that's the guy in, you know, the, the spring and summer, um, you know, he was playing with the younger AC Georgia team because he's a younger senior and then he wasn't playing in July. So people – you know, weren't really talking about him, but he's making up for lost time uh, this fall. Uh, shot the ball extremely well at, at camp, um, especially in the first five-on-five game. Um, was just knocking down shots all around. And he had a really good team that was very unselfish and had a lot of shooting, so things were uh, freed up. So, uh, T, you want to talk about your boy for a sec? No, I'll let Coach Blight talk about him since he coached him <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about about T is he's trying to act humble, but he's not he's not at all. So he'll he'll let us hear it after this this podcast. But no, um, you know, Kenny, I, I've known Kenny since he was in seventh grade. And what I'm seeing about about Kenny is his joy and love of the game again going into his senior year. So it's just been a joy to see that. And it and it's translating into his game where he's going to defend the toughest guy. Um, yes, I, I did coach him within this setting and in that first game um, when we were, I think we had like 20 points in the first half. We ended up with 45 points in the second half and his offensive onslaught was a key piece of that in that second that second half. Um, so no, he's first things he, he's going to do is he's going to guard and he's going to guard your toughest guy. And then the next thing he's going to do is uh, whatever it takes to win. So, you know, I'm proud of him and, and look forward to seeing him trending in the right direction. Sure. Uh, to piggyback on what Trent said, he did have a, an injury uh, in the middle of June and it really disrupted uh, the progress that he had made because he was our most improved player hands down going into our June summer league and he ended up injuring his neck and the shoulder. So he didn't play the rest of the summer. So they kind of stymied his recruitment because coaches literally didn't get a chance to see him. Uh, but, you know, he, he, he took that personally. And um, now he's playing the best basketball he's played. Um, and I'm very proud of him. Uh, excited to see the kind of year he has and would not be surprised if he led us in scoring this season. That's how uh, much faith I have in his ability.
Yeah, yeah. A lot of times you you hear coaches, you know, talk about how does this kid affect winning, and and that's just kind of what I saw, you know, from him. Like like Coach Blythe said, he he definitely looked confident out on the floor. Um, I'm glad he's out there healthy for y'all. T, I know that's going to pay dividends for y'all this winter. But you, know, you talked about the shooting, but um, I thought he has a, a, a or has a very high IQ to where you know he the defense knows he's knocking down shots. They know that, but he can still put it on the ground and get to the rim. And so I would say his game is very balanced. Uh, you look at him, you, you got to love his size. He's about six four, good build. Like he's been in the weight room a little bit. So um, yeah, so you know if you really can't you know defend him you know, any specific way because he can hurt you against the rim. He can hurt you from the perimeter. So um, knows how to play without the ball. And, and uh, again, I thought he had a good weekend with just like the rest of these kids. Sure. So next, uh, you know, but, but building off what, what you guys were saying, um, you know, I think I, you know, kind of agree with Coach C. I think, he's, you know, his senior season is going to be big and coaches are starting to, you know, check in on him and know know his name a little bit more. So I'm very interested to see where that goes. I'm excited to see it. So next up, Isaac Martin, another guy that a lot of us are familiar with. I just uh, said something on Twitter about him earlier um, this evening. Like it wasn't a surprise that both the camp coaches and the college coaches loved watching him. Just his approach shot it very well, but does it efficiently, doesn't take a ton of shots, was probably the most vocal and mature guy at camp, I felt like. So he was kind of, a, in my opinion, uh, an easy pick um, for this all-camp team. So any thoughts on him? Uh, go ahead. I'll start uh, because he's my region, and he's just not excited to coach against him, all right? Uh, but no, man, seriously, I've been watching Isaac play since he was about eight, nine years old. Me and his dad, the head coach of Kingsbridge, we go, we go way back. Um, and just to see, you know, where he is now, um, and I'm, I'm just ridiculously proud of the kid. I truly hate that I have the coach against him. Uh, but high IQ, uh, he was vocal. He pretty much led the entire camp uh, from start to finish. Uh, He's not going to miss any sort of outside shots, but his ability to control the pace, his ability to talk his teammates through ridiculously high IQ. Like he was screaming flares, screaming picks, screaming down screen, like literally calling out uh, basketball vocabulary throughout each and every game. Um, he's an improved defender. Uh, I, I was really excited about that. He's put on a little bit of muscle. Um, he knows he's good, but he's humble. And I just loved it about that kid. Like he's going to be such a steal and such a, a joy for any college coach that he decides to uh, commit to. Um, Kings Ridge, <laughs> before Bob Martin took over, there weren't too many people talking about Kings Ridge, now the entire state. And also the Southeast know what Kings Ridge is. And that's, that's, that's kudos to the program, kudos to Bob's dedication and kudos to his, uh, his players for their buy-in. And, and you directly saw that with Isaac. He's just a fantastic young man. Yeah, uh, knows how to get open, knows how to use his body to create shots. It's going to make you pay if you leave him open. Um, like you said, T, um, asking questions and drills about specific actions that we were doing. Uh, so he's definitely engaged and, and wants to continue to learn. So you got to love that. Um, and then uh, you touched on a little bit too, uh, a willing defender. Um, you know, knows you know how to guard, takes pride in that. And then, um, obviously, that's important at the next level. So, you know, you combine all of those things and you got somebody that can uh, that can get the job done at the next level. So, 
Yeah. Uh, so Isaac, much like T, knowing Isaac since he was in like third grade, fourth grade, and uh, having having uh, a good friendship with Bob, um, his dad. That that that's one piece of it. But forget all that. When you see Isaac walk in the gym, like as a coach, you get excited because you just know what he's going to be bringing to the table. Just so I didn't I didn't necessarily know he was coming uh, on Saturday, but as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh yeah, like it just takes everything up to another notch with regards to basketball. Um, he is about winning. He's about all those actions. He would never come off the court for me if if it wasn't for this camp setting of kind of getting guys to touch the floor. So um, like T said, anybody that that's fortunate to get them to join their join their program, they're going to they're going to have a guy that's going to take take them up a step and, and impact winning at that level. Sure. No, I, I, as, as expected, you know, a lot of you guys have a lot of high praise for him and he's always a coach's favorite and a guy that I always enjoy watching. He's, you know, not going to be the most athletic, any of that, but he gets it done and this high IQ and he's going to be a, a very good college player has a bunch of high academic D3 recruitment, but another one that could be due for another bump in his, you know, Kings Ridge is going to be a force in, in single A again. So, uh, that you're going to be hearing a lot from them and seeing them a lot. Uh, next is uh, Kenneth Brayboy from Eagles Landing, who was kind of a late addition to camp. Another guy that, um, you know, went little, kind of fell through the cracks during the summer, but haven't seen him. He came to the junior uh, session last year, the uh, select 80 last fall. Um, he was productive then and, you know, has, has had flashes with Eagles Landing, but just isn't really a name, but made the most of it. Got a Maryville offer. Um, really impressed with his defensive versatility, athleticism. Hit a couple threes, but um, a lot of it is, you know, is uh, you know the upside he could continue to tap into. Um, you know, he's. I think he's far from a finished product, but I was glad that he did make the trip up and um, you know had a productive day. So, um, you know, any, any thoughts on him? I know uh, Greg, you're pretty familiar with him. So, how about how about you start? All right. Um... No, I mean, I watched him in that first game. Um, he's his athleticism just sticks sticks out immediately. Um, and, and what I was impressed with after seeing him not only play with Eagles Landing, uh, where they, you know, they run and gun and they're up and down pressing all over the floor, um, but just seeing his defensive versatility, guard and pick and roll game, being able to guard really one through four. But he had a segment where he I think he posted the clip of like one of the dunks, but he came down and he hit like a transition three, like a trail three. Then he went down and did something defensively. I can't remember if it was like create a turnover or just got a flat out steal and then also had that dunk. So just, I think he had been kind of been viewed as just an athlete dunker and what was impressive. And I told him this at the camp, what's been impressive with you is that your, your skills developing and you just need to keep, keep putting the work in. I think his frame has the ability to put, you know, more, more of that muscle on. And, and he just needs to be somebody that continues to be out on the, out on the stage. Cause I, I don't know where his ceiling is, but he's not near it. Yeah. Brave boy, man. I actually had the opportunity to uh, coach him last year and this year. And, uh, you know, just kind of piggyback on what Greg said, really don't know what his ceiling is. You know, hyper-athletic, uh, rebounds the ball well, runs the four well, competitive, very coachable. 
Um, and like he said, he was knocking down a three uh, this weekend, uh, relatively unknown, which those are the kind of players I like, you know, diamond in the roughs. I think a coach is really going to get a, a big time prospect that his, his best basketball is ahead of him. Um, already won a state championship, been to two state championships and probably will be to his third one this year. Uh, so there's a lot to like about him. T, I, I enjoy interrupting you, but uh, I just wanted to also mention when you when you're talking about him, you got also you can't you can't leave out the fact that he he has a 1380 on his SAT and over a 40 GPA too. So, I mean, I just was looking at the list right here that that's mind blowing in itself too when you factor in it all in. So, not for sure. If you're gonna interrupt me, it better be about something like that. <laughs> So that was uh, KJ Kenneth Brayboy. Um, next, we're going to go with uh, another familiar guy, uh, Maris's own Jesse Gaines, another who um, mentioned on Twitter after I've kind of always thought that he was undervalued, another that, you know, might not pass the eye test. And, you know, the AU team just wasn't, um, you know, viewed as much or, you know, as well known, whatever. But um, I think he's going to be a really solid college point guard. And I think he's made strides since the summer. Um, and he was just creating an offense. Um, nonstop was really um, looks better creating and getting past guys, uh, getting to the teeth of the defense and finding teammates, but also is continuing to gain confidence as a shooter and score. Um, and I, I think he's grown as an athlete and as a shooter. So I think the combination of those things is going to impress coaches uh, this fall as well. And uh, as it, it did uh, Saturday as well. So um, I want to talk about him, Dante, you can go, go ahead, talk about your guy if you want. Yeah, most definitely, man. It's it's been a pleasure to to watch him grow as a player, as a young man. Um, it, I feel like the light really clicked on for him, um, kind of in the latter half of the season last year. Um, and then, I mean, he just went on a run in the playoffs that was just, you know, out of mind almost. Um, but I felt like that gave him the confidence going into this AAU season, um, and and then you know continuing on into the fall. And I really think, you know, he could continue to grow as a player, but he's definitely starting to realize what he can do out there on the floor offensively. Um, and he he has the keys to the car for our team. You know, we go as he goes. He knows that. Um, and I'm excited for him. And, and I'm excited for him to lead this team and and with a lot of the guys we have coming back. But it all starts with him. So, uh, yeah, I thought he had a great weekend and I'm excited for him. Definitely. Anyone else? Uh, yeah, man, another games kid. You know, the DNA, uh, tough, gritty, athletic, quick, uh, smart, tough, just everything that you want in the guard. Not surprising when it comes to being a Marist kid. You know, I had the luxury of coaching at Marist for two years, so I'm very familiar with the culture there. Um, but to me, for Jesse to lead you all to a Final Four last year said so much about his moxie. Yeah, you know, Maris has had a lot of talent for a long time. They hadn't won a state championship since 2000. And I'm not quite sure, but I'm not sure if they've been to a Final Four since then either. Uh, so that makes him even more special. And for him to be even better than he was then says a lot about his trajectory. Uh, I do hope that there are some college coaches out there that see the value in him because he is he's a dog, man. It doesn't matter if you're a point guard at 6'4 or 5'2" he's going to give them a tough game. Uh, and, and that was evident uh, last season. 
and it was evident on Saturday. I mean, he was a tough draw, man. He he, it wasn't just open threes. It wasn't just layups. It wasn't mid range. It was a combination of all of that. Uh, so you've all done a great job developing that young man. Excited to see what he does this year, and excited to not be coaching against him this year as well. <laughs> Dante, it was uh, you know good to hear your timeline of when it you know really started clicking with him because I literally looked at you probably three times on Saturday was seeing him do some things that I, I mean, I'd, I've gone against Jesse numerous times at the sub varsity level and the things he was doing now. And it, and it wasn't like shot making, although the one when he, he came down and did like a Barkley back to the basket off two feet and then finished like in the paint. I was like, dang, where'd that come from? But he, he's rebounding out of his area against bigger, tougher, you know, or bigger, taller, like whatever guys. And yet he's the one that ends up with the freaking basketball and then creates for his teammates after he comes down with it. So, you know, all the little intangible plays, he, he's got he's got it filled. And obviously that leads to winning with the final four run that y'all were able to have. Yeah, no, I agree with all those uh, things. And, you know, he's um, a guy that I've continued to kind of push the coaches like, you probably need to go back around and watch him again. Um, you know, do your due diligence on him. So hopefully that, uh, you know, things start to develop. And I, I think they they will. Everyone's just got to be patient with how high school kids are getting recruited right now. But uh, Jesse Gaines, you know, I, I had a really good day. And next we'll go another Mount Vernon kid, actually, uh, unfortunately, um, AJ Patterson, who uh, <laughs> had a, a a really good summer, June specifically. You know, I've talked about that multiple times, um, you know, at our uh, at the Relentless Super Summer League, you know, against Wheeler and Kel had great showings. And then at the GBCA stuff, that's, you know, he continued to draw eyes then and has continued that into the fall as GCSU offer and then some of uh, other top Division two programs who um, really like him, Augusta Lincoln Memorial, others. Um, and he's not a guy that, you know, camp settings can always uh, favor just because he's not a, a scorer like that. But I think you know, given you know, we had a lot of college coaches there and we have camp coaches that, you know, are looking for the right things. He stood out because, um, you know, visibility to find others, control the game, distribute all that. Uh, so even though he wasn't put up huge score numbers, still thought he had a productive day. So uh, AJ Patterson, anyone, um, you know, want to expand on him a little bit? Well, but I'll go and then T can go long at the, at the end of all this. Um, but uh, now AJ, what, like 5'8", you know, 200 and something pounds, maybe, or borderline 200 pounds. As, and just my biggest, biggest thing was when I saw him in the gym, he's taller than me now. So he's about 6'4". He's, he's got muscle. You know, the, the weight room's been kind to him. Um, and what I know about AJ, because a lot of these kids go to a lot of these different camps, AJ is one that all those kids wanted on their team. And the reason they want him on his team, they want to be on his team is they know he's going to dime them. He's going to find them. They know if they run, he's going to deliver. They know he's going to be talking. He's going to be lifting. He does all like you may not see you may not see him because of a scoring, so to speak. You're going to hear him with the communication and how he runs a team. And that thing has stood out in that gym on Saturday. I was at another event, you know, two months ago, and it 
I could be on one court and you could hear him talking and communicating and just all about winning and, uh, and, and the growth that he's had. And, you know, a lot of guys think that they got to fire up volume shots. He's one that's just stayed disciplined with uh, doing what he does and that's creating for others and doing what the team needs. So um, hands down, a guy that's going to be on a top 10 list of this camp, any other camp, because that's the types of things that he does if it's if it's going to be about basketball. Yeah, um, I had him um, on my team on uh, on Saturday, and um, between him and Chase Hill, who I know we'll we'll talk about a little bit later, I felt comfortable as a coach. You got, you know, a ball handler like AJ out there that you just want to get him in the ball screen and just let him go to work. You know, we were getting him in some drags, some double drags, you know, that, that we just kind of called out and had our bids just set some screens for him just because, you know, he's going to make a play out of it. So, uh, you know, Coach Black, you hit it around the head, man, and uh, playmaker for all, somebody you want to play with, somebody you know you're going to get your shots with. Um, and uh, Trent, I think you, you harped on it too. Like, I think he is going to benefit from being in the offense. He's going to, you know, control pace. He's going to run your offense. He's going to get you in your stuff. Um, and with that size, he can defend on the other end too. So you got to love that. For sure. Now, at the end of the day, it's just, that's the coach's dream, right? To take a kid uh, who was whatever, you know, 5'8", 200 pounds. And then all of a sudden, senior year, you have people uh, like, you know, highly respected coaches like you all talking about his development, who he is as a player now. Uh, and, and that's what it's about for me. You know, the development, the hard work, the honest, uh, work and you know sometimes guys get get blessed man and he was blessed to grow what six seven eight inches and so now I just get a chance to um have a season where like Dante said when it comes to having a point guard I trust him you know he's been in that fire over and over and over again so we'll see what this year does for us but for him personally uh he's earned everything you know and, and this is not this is not it you know he still has a lot more left in his game and I'm just uh, humbled to be his coach, uh, grateful that he has listened uh, and that he's been coachable. So uh, going to be sad to see him go, uh, he and his family, but that's part of the game, man. So I'm just proud, very proud of him. Sure. Now that's, uh, you know, all, all great points. And I, I always appreciate and, you know, enjoy respect seeing um, developments and, you know, stories like that. Um, guys that you know just stick with and trust the process and wait their turn like I've talked about with a few others um so two more uh in this top 10 for the from the 2023 camp um next is going to be Keyshawn McPherson um of Osborne other whose name might not be you know as well known as maybe a few others but I thought he made strides in his game this summer and uh continues to do so about six five or so really physically imposing big and bulky looks like he could probably be a football guy too and has started to you know diversify his game um be able to play more in the perimeter um will hit jumpers occasionally but like I talked about he can really um just get you with his strength uh in the paint um but he's also a good passer as well um so I, I thought he, you know, just produced by with his motor, but also showed some skills. So um, felt like he was deserving of a spot. So uh, anyone on him, go ahead. Um, in that uh, semifinal game, I think he was part of Seitz's uh, team as well. Yep. And, um, you know, he was a, uh, 
he was everything you said. He ended up commanding a double team because of how physical and like he was trying to dominate the paint. And some guys will be physical for like a possession and then they're like, they're good. He was someone that stayed hungry throughout the whole entire game. And he he made it where that game we had to change. And that's why those perimeter shots for that game started opening up was because of his dominance on the interior. And then uh, I kept on telling our guys, you know, going against him, I was like, he's just trying to bully you and punk you. And, you know, that's my way to try to get the guys I was coaching to match his physicality and nobody could. So um, it's physicality that that is not always around. So definitely my type of player. And then, um, but then with that skill and that touch around the basket, so he's not clanking stuff off the backboard or anything like that. He's he's smooth with it too. And he can knock down that mid range as well. So um, very impressive. Somebody, I had to look at my sheet numerous times cause I, he was like, it was like, dang, who's that kid? Who's that kid? You know? And uh, a, a name that I was able to add to my notebook uh, leaving leaving on Saturday. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, Osborne has a variety of guys. They have some younger kids that are good and they have a good group of seniors. So he's, uh, I think, going to continue to get, um, you know, college uh, looks and options as the winter progresses. Um, last guy for 2023, Chase Hill, Rockdale County, who um, afterwards uh, following the camp found out that he had to get seven stitches on his chin um, and when that happened in the camp, he tried to patch it up and kept playing. But another one that impressed with his physicality, um, a bigger guard, like 6'3 or so, um, bulky. So was kind of a could be a mismatch for different guards at the time would post smaller guards, but also um, looked better as a shooter, hit some outside shots. But you know, it wouldn't take many, but would just keep you honest and was selective with it. Uh, another guy, I just liked the mentality and approach he brought. So that, um, you know, earned him a, a spot. Uh, on this um, all camp team. So anyone on him, go ahead. Yeah, like I said, uh, him and AJ were on my team on Saturday and, and again, felt comfortable with the ball in his hand as well. I feel like when you see his physique, Trent, like I said, you talked about a 6'3", super stocky, um, strong. You might feel like you can speed him up, but that, I mean, that's something that you don't want to do because he gets downhill in a hurry and he puts pressure on defenses. He can get to the free throw line a good free throw shooter. Um, and like you said, he hit, he hit some, uh, some open jump shots as well. So uh, I, I was surprised by his shiftiness as well. You think you can turn him, uh, but he'll go behind the back. He's got some nifty moves uh, to get into the paint and make plays for himself and others. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, as he continues to, you know, progress and get better, and, and I'm sure a great senior season is on the way down there in Rockdale County, um, he'll definitely get the looks that he wants. Uh, and I, I thought he enjoyed a great day until he got hurt um, or, or got, you know, cut up a little bit getting to the cup no for sure yeah he he brought toughness and uh appreciated that but that that's the top 10 to all camp team from the 2023 select adn gonna quickly go through these honorable mention guys we're not gonna um you know go as as deep into them um delaying muan from mississippi was um one who was kind of borderline all camp team uh came from grace baptist their coach brings over a couple guys the last two years and uh, 6'8", um, shows him shooting ability, good athlete. Uh, Jake Hatch from Alabama, Hoover, 6'10", uh, could really impress people with his uh, shooting ability uh, for that size. Uh, ben Ricker, another Marist guy, 6'6", can shoot, skilled, passes well. Kamarian Johnson, 
um, was an, uh, another South Georgia guy that came up. Uh, good lefty athlete goes to Brunswick. Uh, Brunswick. Uh, Ansar Osman from South Gwinnett, six six lefty shooter. So a lot, a lot of um, you know taller guys with skill in this group. Jackson Lewis from Blessed Trinity who had a a really good scoring day. Um, was on one of the better teams at camp and um, was, was with Isaac Martin's team, I believe, actually. Connor Tilly, who's now down at Mar- who's at Meridian Prep, that's now down in Atlanta, um, arguably the best uh, shooter in the camp. And then Paris Johnson from Kell, who kind of um, got better and came on long as the, the day wore on later in the camp, uh, did some good things and uh, made the, champ- the championship game. Uh, eight different guys who made the honorable mention um, all-camp team. But uh, that'll do it for the 2023 Select 80 All-Camp teams. And now uh, we're going to go into the 2024 Select 80. So I'll – and this one went with a top 12 for the All-Camp team and then like four or five honorable mentions. So for the top 12, we had C.J. Brown from Kell, Ryan Sewis from Asheville School, Kamari Holmes from Archer, Ahmad Clark from Buford, Malik Johnson, Tri-Cities, Cassius Watkins, Maynard Jackson, Xavier Shigog, Mount Vernon, William Job, Kings Ridge, Toby Ojukwu. Uh, he's actually just moved down from the Northeast and hasn't figured out where he's going to school yet. Um, Travell Bryson, Mooresville, uh, Ryan Williams, North Paulding, and Cannon Richards uh, from Kell. So those were the 12 for the 2024 Select 80. Okay, so first up, C.J. Brown from Kell. Uh, I think, you know, he's a really easy pick. He was the highest ranked guy um, from my 2024 Georgia rankings that came to the camp. And uh, what I really uh, respected about him is he was – he, like I said, he's the highest ranked guy. He had a good reputation coming in, but he looked in coming to dominate. He wasn't just, you know, being whatever and trying to be cool and kind of loafing around and just, you know, getting getting open dunks when he could. He was going at guys. He was attacking the the basket with force, as we, you know, see from him um, over the summer. And that's, you know, kind of, uh, you know, his um, – I guess specialty is athleticism and his ability to attack the basket, but was also uh, really good as a mid-range shooter. He gets elevation and got to his mid-range spots, uh, brought in on defense too. And like I said, I just respected uh, the approach he brought to camp, even being one of the top guys. Uh, he was, he, he really competed and his team got to the championship game and you could tell they were tired, but he, he kept going. Uh, so anyone, uh, CJ Brown want to go into him a little bit more, go ahead. And CJ was a monster, man. He is a monster. Uh, been watching him for a while. Uh, when he was at the Walker School last year and seeing him since he's been at Kale, uh, steady progression. Uh, and at this point in his game, he can beat you in so many ways. Yeah, I, I, will, I would dare say, you know, his earlier years, it was about his athleticism. You know, oh, man, this kid is not 6'5", not even 6'3", but jumping out the gym as a freshman. But now as a junior, man, uh, being able to make the right decisions 90% of the time uh, with superior athleticism, uh, not only as far as getting off the ground, but getting downhill, almost impossible to stay in front of, uh, almost impossible to trap. And at the same time, he's intense on the defensive end. Um, 
I mean, it's just scary, man. Like he's he's going to be he he's already a real deal, but by the time he's a senior, man, I just don't know what his ceiling is. Like I, I I'm that high on his uh competitive spirit, uh his humility and his willingness to work hard. Like I said, he carried his team to the championship, man. And I think he's gonna do the same thing for Kale this year. Yeah. Yeah, CJ Brown, man, he was at my basket um, when we were doing stations and um, we were doing a drill where we would give the ball handler an advantage kind of one step as he's getting to the um, getting to the paint and to the rim. Um, and it's like the help guy would need to cheat a little bit more on him because he's getting downhill so quickly. Um, he's finishing above the rim. And I think we, we got some good footage of that, but he just continued that into five on five. And he's like, I, I tried to tell the guys, you know, on my team as we were defending them, it's like, you know, just keep living with contested jump shots. You know, he's he's gonna cool off eventually. You know, and we'll you know you know grab the rebound and we'll we'll be off to the races. But he just never did that. And so, uh, the balance that I saw from him offensively was what I was impressed with. This is my first time really seeing him. Heard a lot about him, um, but uh, uh, I thought Saturday uh, or Sunday, sorry, but was a was a good chance for me to kind of see who he is. And he's got a super high ceiling, and I'm excited for him these next couple of years. Yeah, definitely. I, I like T mentioned. Um, Kel is going to be the favorite in private. I mentioned in a previous episode, so another going to continue to hear a lot about him and excited to watch him more. Uh, next, Ryan Sulis from Asheville School. So he came down from North Carolina, and he's won another. I mentioned on a previous episode when I went up to their workouts, uh, and I talked about it, I really wanted to see him more. My first viewing of him was that open gym and he did not disappoint like I got multiple texts from coaches that I started reaching out to him myself um but he his team won the championship with only six players and he's a 610 long arms can move hit some threes um you know just didn't give up throughout the day showed that he could finish with both hands gets off the floor pretty easily switched off on guards multiple times and contained them uh did a lot of good things and he's like legit close to to six ten, and uh, you know with with that skill, um, competing motor, um, you know that you don't see a lot of that going with that size. You know, uh, you'll get a lot of lacy big guys. He's not that Andy has the mobility and athleticism that coaches like. So um, I, I've really encouraged uh, coaches to start um, you know looking at him a little closer. Uh, there's been a lot of coaches in an Asheville school uh, with Darren Teron and others. So I think he's, he's going to be watched a lot and uh, should benefit from that uh, this season. So you're going to definitely hear a lot of, more about him. Um, anyone who wants to talk about him some more, I know T uh, he was on your team. So maybe, uh, you know, s s you could even start uh, with him. Yeah, man, I'm definitely fortunate uh, that I had the chance to coach him before. I guess everybody hops on the bus because they, they are. I mean, he's going to blow up this year, hands down. So it was fun coaching a kid that's uh, relatively unknown now that I know it's going to blow up. I mean, so much passion, so much IQ. Um, you're right. In the championship game, it was only six of us. Everybody was tired, but he kept the team motivated. You know, saying stuff like, hey, we got him down. Let's not let them get two buckets in the road to give them momentum. Like Those are the kind of comments he was making on the bench at the camp. You know, he actually yeah. really wanted to win the championship game, and he did. There was a point in the game where we were down six or seven with, I think, three minutes ago. Yeah. And he, will, he willed us uh, to get back into the game with hook shots, up and unders, 
rebounds, defensive plays, blocks, and just a positive attitude. Uh, he's a coach's dream, man. Like he, he's <laughs> that kid, you know, with the continued right development with what he already has in his bag, he is going to be special. Uh, there were a couple of matchups throughout the camp that he was excited about, and he pretty much took care of business and, and really um, made his mark. Again, another young man, we, this has been the theme all night, another young man that used the platform that he was on to showcase his skill and to put himself out there. He, he did that for himself. I, I mean, I'm very high on him. No, completely. He fully took advantage of it and – a uh, very high character kid too, um, you know, came up to me before the camp, made sure to come over, shake my hand, say thank you, talk about how he was excited to be there. And it was the same way when I was at Asheville school when I, I first met him. So um, tracking him the next couple of years will, will be fun. And, um, you know, it's only a matter of time before others uh, catch on. Uh, next to another guy, um, you know, I, like I said, I already kind of had high expectations for Suas coming into camp and, you know, others just didn't know him, but everyone that, uh, a lot of other people at camp were pointing to this next guy's like, you know, who's that? Who the, like, who's he, Bob, um, Kamari Holmes, who's an archer came down from Charlotte and is now at archer and was with Suas on this championship winning team, uh, just got it done throughout the day. And, kind of what you would expect from an archer guy just goes about his business. He's tough. Isn't, you know, going to be talking and doing all the extra stuff. He's just um, going to go at you on both ends of the floor. Um, like six, four wings strong uh, has a pretty good handle, made some things happen, um, you know, off the dribble. Uh, I thought he shot the ball better as the camp went on. I really started off the camp by getting to the basket. Well, um, but just, uh, you know, the combination of him and Suas was really hard to stop on that team. And he's going to, Holmes will be a, a great addition to Archer, I feel like. So uh, I'm sure we have a lot of thoughts on him um, just from his, you know, unknown uh, status coming in. So uh, go ahead, guys. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I, I want to break something down about Kamari. Throughout the day, it was him and Cassius. Cassius was our, was our point guard, and Cassius was – we're going to talk about him later. Very talented point guard. What made Kamari stand out is that uh, in the championship game, we did not have Cassius. So Kamari had to stand out in that point guard role. And, again, everybody was tired. So he could have quit, could have had a bad attitude, and he did not do either. He stepped up to the plate, stepped up to the challenge, scored when he needed to. But the game winner that we had was him getting downhill off of a staggered screen. And he was able to turn around and throw the ball to the lift guy to hit the three to win the game. So it being 6'4", being as athletic as he is, being as gifted as he was at scoring, the ability to get the assist to win the game says a lot, not only about his character, but what he could end up being by the time he's a senior because he did a really good job handling the ball and handling the pressure. So... Uh, I, I, it was it was a pleasure uh, coaching him and Ryan uh, together. He he was the ultimate competitor, and that's why we won the whole thing. Yeah, saw him a little bit. Um, saw him in that championship game, uh, like you just talked about. T, um, he can just do a number of things for you, man. You know, good good body at six four, strong kid. Uh, he can rebound for you, like so he can run the one if need be. Um, and I was just impressed with – he just seemed like he was everywhere on the floor. Like, he was always making plays throughout the course of the day. Hand shots, 
uh, making clutch baskets, you know, getting to the rim at will, nice finishes when he's at the rim. Um, yeah, man, he he definitely made, you know, a name for himself. And, and, and uh, yeah, Archers, they got a good one, you know, from an out-of-town kid uh, moving forward into this season. Yeah, definitely. He, he checked a lot of boxes and he was flying through for blocks and stuff too. There's, you know, just all the different things he did. I didn't um, even get to mention it all, but um, definitely going to be, be watching him a lot and always appreciate how, uh, you know, Coach Curve at Archer, um, you know, does things, what he gets out of his guys and the mentality he instills in them. So next, uh, Ahmad Clark, who another I thought was kind of a breakout guy, someone I've you know, we've seen in the past, um, has shown a lot of potential. He's over at Buford now, but um, just really was impressed with the the progress and um, improvements he's shown uh, with his uh, perimeter ability, was hand on the ball in the open court, um, hitting threes with some consistency, um, just making things happen, um, you know, get, getting downhill. I think he has the potential to be pretty versatile on uh, defense as well and was showed some uh, explosiveness um, even in traffic. So uh, I, I think he had a, a really good day and hopefully he continues on that type of trajectory to con you know keep improving. If he does, that's going to um, be a big help uh, for Buford. Um, anyone um, you know want to talk more about Ahmad? Coach Benji Wood has another one. That's just the bottom line. I uh, got a chance to see Ahmad a lot uh, last season. I coached against him uh, when he was at St. Francis, and he's not the same player I saw last uh, January uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Like, the kid is a <laughs> – he's a beast now, man. He was getting downhill, finishing in different ways, uh, the ability to flip his hips uh, when he attacked downhill, uh, knock down open shots, um, very positive. He defended, blocked a lot of shots. Uh, in our second game, he probably had he had to have had 30 some points in the second game in the camp setting. I mean, he was on fire. Um, I can, I literally cannot imagine how much better he's going to get playing for a coach like Coach Benji Wood over there at Buford. I mean, I, I I'm I'm very excited for him. Man. I know he plays with Game Elite, so he's, I think he's playing with CJ and all those guys, but. The kid is a monster. He, he's going to be really, really, really good. He he did well for himself in this camp setting. Oh, without a doubt. Um, you know, there were multiple game week guys there. Like I said, C.J. Brown was the one who kind of had the biggest reputation coming in, but Ahmad was another one that had a lot of people talking and you know, kind of set the tone for what he uh, could do as a junior. Um, Ahmad Clark, next uh, Malik Johnson from Tri-Cities, uh, who's – uh, now transferred to Tri-Cities, a uh, Team Huncho kid, uh, was particularly good in his first five-on-five uh, -five game. A smaller guard, but uh, really crafty, uses both hands, um, you know, in the lane pretty well, was able to uh, create off the dribble a lot, is, you know, good in, good in pick and roll, uh, looked uh, improved as a shooter, too. He had a, he put up uh, big scoring numbers as a sophomore, and is now on a Tri-Cities team, um, you know, that has a lot more talent than his previous school, but should, uh, um, continue to um you know be a good boost uh for them as well uh but i thought he had a a, a pretty consistent day and just impressed with his uh, uh his skill level offensively and his ability to you know around a lot of size length and athleticism still be effective um in the lane uh yeah I, um i coached him um on sunday and 
the first thing that comes to mind is he is a fearless attacker of the of the rim. Like it doesn't matter if you got shot blockers down there, uh, you know, one on two situations where he's the one guy in transition. I mean, he is going to the basket and he's going to finish. He's going to finish. He's going to make shots amongst the trees. Um, and uh, he definitely showed, you know, you know, kind of, you know, what he's been working on, I guess, you know, in transition. But uh, had him in a lot of pick and rolls as well. He was able to shoot the ball really well. Um, and I thought him and CJ were going at it in that semifinal. Um, I, he was guarding CJ. Um, and, you know, CJ was getting buckets. But, you know, we go back down the floor and Malik's making plays for us too. So uh, it was a one-point game at half. Uh, it was a close game throughout, and they, they pulled away at the end. But I thought Malik led us offensively and, and got others involved when necessary too. So uh, I, I like, you know, this Tri-Cities kid, and uh, I think he's got two more great years ahead of him. Yeah, definitely. That was a, a good semifinal game between them. Um, and I'm going to talk about this with the next guy. But, you know, there's some of those matchups we were able to get, like you're not able to to run and hide. Um, so that's Malik Johnson. Next, uh, Cassius Watkins, who was another – um, kind of breakout guy, not as well known. Um, in that first matchup, he was able to first five and five game. He's able to go against another, um, you know, pretty well known, um, well regarded point guard, and his team won. And he had a really good game. Was uh, he's a smaller lefty, but very skilled, very quick. Was able to create separation and get his own shot a lot, and find ways to get to the basket. Um, his team got to the championship, but he um, didn't end up playing in. The championship game, unfortunately, which I, I would have liked him like to see him go against CJ Brown, um, but still had a, a really good day overall. Those two, those first two games, winning the quarter and semifinals were kind of enough. Um, and he he filled it up. He, he hit hit outside shots um, with his quickness. He was able to you know attract uh, help defenders and um, find others on that talented team. So very good day for him. And uh, he had a stock rising summer, and it seems like he's you know continue. Uh, continuing to go upward. So uh, anyone else on Cassius Watkins? Yeah, um, he was uh, he was at my basket um, and he I mean, he's a dog, you know, wants to get out there defensively, you know, uh, talking a little trash to some of the other guards at, at our basket. Um, but then at the same time, he's smart enough and got enough finesse to get others involved when it's time to make that play. Um, so he can shoot the three, um, you know, got into the lane and made plays there. Uh, but yeah, feisty, feisty guard. Um, and yeah, he's definitely deserving to be on this list. Uh, very talented. Red, red ball screens really well. What I was most impressed with was he made, he consistently made tough shots, whether it was from beyond the arc or if it was in the paint. I mean, he was quick twitch. Uh, it was very hard to stay in front of. And, and another guy that just kind of, for me, from my standpoint, another guy just showed up out of nowhere and 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 demanded my respect um, because I I coached him in the first game before Bobby had to leave. And I ended up coaching him, but in the first game that I coached against him, I was like, "Who is this dude, man?" Because he just kept scoring and kept scoring and kept scoring. And then when I ended up coaching that team, he continued to score. Uh, but also, he was he was a willing passer as well. So uh, bright future ahead of him for sure. Sure. So that was uh, Cassius Watkins and Maynard Jackson. Next, uh, Xavier Shegog, um, another Mount Vernon guy. Um, <laughs> but now he's, uh, I've talked about him on previous episodes as well, moved down from Nashville, and it's going to be a really important piece for Mount Vernon. Um, on Sunday, just, uh, you know, another guy that 
people don't really know as much because he's a, a transfer, but um, very impressive physically, 6'6", long arm, strong, um, is, you know, on defense, he can pretty much guard anyone. I, I put out a clip on Twitter of him switching on to CJ Brown, then blocking them. And then on the other end of the floor, had like a monster dunk and that everyone was like, oh crap. Like um, he had multiple moments like that, just powerful um, above the rim and is continuing to get better with his uh, perimeter ability as well starting to become, you know, more of a, a three playing on the wing and his shot has potential. Uh, but, you know, I think a lot of his value just comes with um, being a dog on defense, being athletic, playing hard, um, playing physically. Uh, so anyone else on Xavier Sheikah, go ahead. I guess I'll talk about him. Um, no, man, it's kissing. He, he, whenever I talk about Xavier, I like to say grown man business. Uh, he doesn't do anything sexy, all right? But he punishes the rim. He attacks full speed. He's an ultimate competitor. He hates losing. Um, fantastic physical frame to be a, uh, a junior. Um, competes against anybody. He wants to go against the best. Like you said, you know, I'm in a camp setting, right? And I know I'm, I'm, I'm on this platform playing in relentless hoops. And I'm going against a team that in the point guard is CJ Brown. Get a screen, I switch on him. As opposed to backing up and being scared, he did his best to guard him and end up blocking the shot and then sprint down the floor and get a monster dunk. That's how you, you know, set yourself apart. You know, that's that's what you do when you're on this stage. And that has nothing to do with me at all. That's just who he is as a competitor. So uh couldn't be happy to have him. Uh, he he's gonna do some very special things for us this year. Uh, and also next year, um, his first two years in Nashville, they had him at the center position because he jumped so high and so strong. So now his ability to get off the block, play on the perimeter some, and play inside some, uh, you guys should, should be able to see a versatile season from him. So very proud of the young man. Sure. Uh, Xavier Shegog from Mount Vernon. Uh, next is William Job from Kings Ridge, another guy that you know has a pretty good name in uh, – you know, coming into the camp, a lot of recruitment and got a lot of, you know, early offers and involvement. Um, so one of the more well-known guys uh, coming in, but like 6'9", 6'10", shot the ball extremely well, especially in his uh, first five-on-five game, was hitting multiple pick-and-pop threes, trail threes, um, showed his touch in the lane as well. And uh, I think he showed, uh, you know, he was more assertive on the defensive end, was giving more effort there, um, protected the basket uh, pretty well. It was just, you know, just seemed to be more active, giving more effort, um, both contesting shots and rebounding the ball. And uh, like I said, he's at Kings Ridge now, made the move up from Frederica Academy in St. Simons Island. And I think, you know, that uh, move is going to be really good for him. I think Coach Bob Martin is going to, you know, really help help him a lot and, uh, continue to help him improve. Um, but, you know, with Joby's, you know, there just aren't a ton of guys that size that uh, can shoot the ball the way he does. And he's going to continue to have, you know, a lot of schools on him, a lot of schools recruiting him. And I'm excited to see uh, what he continues to add and how he continues to progress at Kings Ridge. I thought he looked tougher inside. Um, I was definitely, you know, Pleased to see that everybody knows how well he can shoot the ball at 6'10. Um, but yeah, like you said, the rebounding and the blocking of shots, 
and the scoring inside is what's going to make him um, a lot more versatile. Um, it's going to be crazy to watch um, that Kings Ridge team with just so many shooters that surround him. Um, I mean, he's a shooter himself, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how teams are going to guard that. But, um, but yeah, I definitely saw another element that I hadn't seen from him uh, since I've been watching him. Sure. Definitely not excited to see. Definitely not excited to see William Job in my region. I can tell you that. I mean, six nine, shoots a three from deep, post up, high release, almost impossible to to block uh, once he gets it down low. And like Dante said, he's a better defender. Uh, saw him blocking a ton of shots, ran the floor very well, uh, high IQ. I mean, combining him with. Isaac Martin and Zach and Jack Thomas and those guys, Hoover. It's just a lot, man. A lot to be excited about. And, and he was playing with um with Jaden Cole. Uh, so he was playing with his teammate. And I saw the chemistry out there with those two. So like I said, uh, great flair, right? Great coach. Just not happy he's in my region. <laughs> but uh, his ceiling is very high. He's going to be fine. A uh, uh, very high level prospect. Sure. Uh, next is Toby Ojukwu, who I mentioned before is, um, you know, from the Northeast, uh, played with Philly Pride. I think he's from New Jersey and uh, is going to be down in Georgia. Um, hasn't figured out where he's going to school yet, I guess. There's talk about, um, you know, a few different spots he's looking at, but, you know, we'll, we'll let that sort itself out. But another um, very good guard at the camp, stronger build, about six foot six, one or so, uh, really good handle. Um, kind of had people off balance all day with, you know, his ability to change pace, just his creativity, uh, can use both hands to finish. Um, showed confidence as a shooter. I think he has to keep getting better there, but I also liked what he did on defense. Like I said, he's strong. Uh, he was, um, you know, getting body to body with guys, not giving them space to uh, create off the dribble, um, active hands, good feet. Um, another, like the energy and um, approach he brought. Uh, he's going to be you know, one that uh, we continue to hear about, I think, and be, a, you know, a really solid prospect in this 2024 class that is already um, pretty deep. Uh, I know you other guys didn't really see him as much, so um, that's that's all about Toby Ojugu. We'll see where he's at um, this season, but I'm uh, excited to continue to, um, you know, watch him some more. That was just a first initial viewing, but got to go against some good guys and um, didn't disappoint. So next, uh, Travell Bryson. Uh, another North Carolina kid who is also on that championship team. He goes to Mooresville High School. Uh, another people just didn't really know about, and um, he his production came on later in the camp. Uh, really athletic, six two, quick leaper off of two feet. Uh, could hit some shots off the dribble and elevate. Um, got to the basket pretty well too, and just uh, complimented some of those other guys on that uh, talented championship team. Um, his, I know his high school coach pretty well, and he was telling me uh, coming to camp, hey, watch my guy. You know, let me know what you think. He's not gonna you know, disappoint. He's gonna, um, you know, open some eyes. And he did just that. Made made the trip down from North Carolina worth it. Um, anyone else on Travell Bryson? Um, <clears throat> Travell's on my team, and it's funny because, like I said, I I wasn't coaching this team initially. So when I when I took the team on. He looked unassuming. Uh, you know, I, I just didn't think that he was going to be the player that he was. And once he subbed into the game, man, he immediately got like two or three buckets in a row. Finished with both hands, finished with athleticism. Then all of a sudden came down the court and hit two threes. And I was like, hold on, is this, is this kid just hot right now or is this who he is? 
man, he, he kept at that pace the rest of the camp. Uh, wiry, strong, finishes well, knows how to play off too. Um, handles it well with both hands. He even uh, you know, had ball handling uh, duties uh, in the championship game. So I'm very high on that young man, especially being a 2025 playing at the high level that he did. Now, actually, I think he's a 2024 kid. Um, but still, the way he played really stood out to me. Uh, he helped us win that championship game. And it's going to do really well in North Carolina. It, 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 was, it was a lot of fun coaching him. Uh, for sure. Hopefully I can um, watch him again soon. I know his coach will uh, continue to let me know about his progress. Uh, next, uh, we had two more. So, I, like I said, we did 12 instead of 10 in this one. Ryan Williams, uh, one of the – I talked about him on Twitter earlier and during camp, one of the smallest guys in the camp. Um, and he's been at like a bunch of fall camps that I've gone to Piedmont's elite camp, Oglethorpe's elite camp. But maybe, maybe went to young Harris as well. And a few others that I didn't go to, but saw his name pop up on Twitter. I thought he did really well with those, but in this setting, I was like, all right, how is he going to do against some of these more athletic guys? Is he going to be able to create, get his shot off? Um, and he was a, a pleasant surprise. Um, it's really, his uh, you know, timing on drives and stuff just kind of capitalized on any openings he had, shot the ball well um, from three, um, just had a toughness to him um, and was very just uh, aggressive throughout the day, but also efficient. Um, he had a lot of people talking during the drills and stuff about, you know, just his ability to make things happen in that, the half court. And, um, you know, this is IQ and savviness was very, that was a very encouraging for Dave encouraging day for him given you know the guys he was competing against and showing that he could do that um given you know maybe his uh size disadvantage compared to some of the other guys so uh ryan williams north Paulding, uh anyone else um you know with thoughts on him go ahead yeah man and shout out to the little guards that, that made an impact overall over the course of the weekend man um i know we didn't talk about him but I think about a guy like Austin Colton from from East Coweta and um, Gail Thorpe from from uh, GWA, um, and then just throw Ryan Williams in that bunch um, for that crew on Sunday. A small guard making things happen. Um, I had, uh, I guess, the the pleasure of going against his team. I, I think it was in that first round matchup. Yeah. He was making stuff happen um, quick off the bounce. Um, you think you know he he's just a shooter, but then he's blowing right by you. Um, but again, that quick trigger from you know, from college three, he's got a lot of range on his shot. Um, it just opened things up for everybody else offensively. So uh, definitely it, uh, you got to be excited if you're a North Paulding fan. So no, that, yeah, without a doubt, I, I was very happy with, with how he played. Um, it was good to see. And our last guy in this 12 oh, from – go ahead. I, I, oh. I didn't mean to stop you at all, uh, but this kid here, man, like I'm – I have I have a love for small guards. Obviously, um, my yep. point guard that graduated last year was five six. So seeing this young man play the way he played, it wasn't because he made shots on the ball. It's the way he did it. Like he played loud. They made a lot of great plays. Had the entire gym a buzz uh, with his dynamic play. So I didn't I didn't want to give I didn't want to let you move on without giving him uh, his due diligence for me as well. Uh, and me, I I didn't never heard of the kid, never seen the play, and. Got my eyes on him. I, I didn't even get a chance to coach against him, but he played some high-level basketball. I mean, he's big time. No, without a doubt. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't know that you had uh, thoughts on him, but no. I, 
a lot of the other coaches had similar thoughts. Um, you know, we're asking about him. Very impressed with him. So glad he made the most of it. Um, and he's going to have a lot, I think, you know, solid small college options, um, you know, as he gets closer to his senior year. Um, but like I was about to say, uh, last in this 12, Cannon Richards from uh, Kel, uh, transferred from Woodfield Academy, another one of those game elite guys. Um, and I'm, uh, you know, I, I feel pretty strongly about his uh, long-term potential. Uh, he's about six six or so, athletic, energetic forward, quick off the floor. Um, I think he's another guy that is going to be able to switch and guard multiple spots on defense shows, um, you know, some mid range ability gets that elevation and is confident around, you know, 10 to 12 feet or so, um, you know, maybe a shot could stretch out to three in time, but no, I think, um, you know, he's not as developed as others, but the flashes he shows of things are, um, you know, very in encouraging and, and promising. And I think, uh, you know, he'll continue to get better. So, uh, Kane Richards from Kel, um, Anyone else on him? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, um, he was on my team as well. We talked about Malik Johnson earlier, but those two really got after it on my squad. Yeah. Um, I mean, Trent, you kind of touched on all of it, man. He six six pogo stick, man. He he is a quick leaper. He'll get you offensive rebounds. He'll make you frustrated as an opposing coach. Um, you know, he's grabbing offensive rebounds off a of free throw. I mean, he's that type of guy. Um, Hit a couple of jump shots, um, but really, you know, just did a little bit of everything for us. Um, you know, blocking shots, rebounding, uh, running the floor hard, playing the game the right way. And as he continues to, you know, develop those perimeter skills, he's going to be a nice prospect. So, you know, he's got two more years, um, and I'm excited for him. And, and Kale, man, they're going to be between him and CJ. And obviously they've got some other pieces. Um, they're going to be a, a – a tough out in six eight for sure. Got to be one of the favorites there with with Grove Town probably. Yeah, uh, Kel Kel's got all all types of pieces, all types of prospects. So um, you know they're gonna have big matchups all season long and get more opportunities for some of those lesser known guys to um, you know help themselves. But I'll do it for the twenty twenty four select eight of those top twelve. Um, a few of those honorable mention guys. Uh, Tylen Redmond from Eagles Landing, another who I thought impressed with his athleticism and energy, hit some shots as well. Um, was just very active throughout the day. Uh, Shai Goba, another Mount Vernon kid who um, talks about him some, just, you know, a complete unknown after transferring from Campbell, but uh, is going to open eyes this season for sure. Long 6'4", uh, doesn't need the ball a lot. Um, I, I think his, you know, his potential is um, very uh, – he has, a, he has a ton of potential, and he's starting to tap into that, it looks like. Uh, Josh Langefels, who's over at Denmark now, had a really good day scoring the ball. Had some you know, loud moments, um, getting to mid-range pull-ups, uh, strong, pretty quick with the dribble looks, improved creating off the dribble. And then Tyus Jordan, one of the 2025s that we led in the camp, um, recently got Texas A&M and Mississippi State offers, has a few other SEC offers. Um, top five 2025 kid in the state and lived up to that at camp. Just all types of talent, six, seven long arms, uh, fluid athlete, can shoot. Um, and, you know, he, he fit right in with the 2024 guys. Um, but that'll do it for all these, um, the all camp teams from uh, our select 80 camps. Uh, like I said, uh, this past Saturday and Sunday at East Forsyth. Um, but uh, before we close out, any um, ending thoughts from you guys? Anything you want to say to finish out the episode? Uh, go ahead. I, I just want to say, Trent, um, 
you, you have no idea like the platform that you provide for these players and it goes well beyond just the players and the opportunities you provide them because uh, just me personally um, having come off of 10 days of being in the hospital with the birth of my my daughter and some things that were going on with my wife got out of the hospital on Friday and it just had had no idea that I'd even be able to attend just on Saturday, but my wife knew how important it was for me to get myself back in the gym. So basketball is such a, uh, um, just a refuge for us all. And just being back in the gym with you guys. And, and even though it was just that one day, it, it just served my soul so much. So I just wanted to say thank you. And, and uh, I appreciate y'all and it, it just, you, you'll never understand the psychological benefits of just getting back in the gym for Saturday. So I thank you um, deeply. Yeah. Um, first of all, congratulations to you, Coach Greg Blythe, on being a new father. Uh, the greatest honor to have. Uh, just excited about it and just uh, can't wait to spend time with Bridget. Um, big time, big time stuff right there. And also good luck, man, to all the coaches. Uh, Coach Dante, good luck to you all at Marist and all the coaches in Georgia, man, and the players. Uh, just safety, peace, and everybody being the best version of themselves, man, as we get into a, a new season, man, the 22-23 season. Trent, you the man. Yeah, man, like I mentioned at the start of the podcast, just a uh... A, a great camp. Thought everybody got better from the coaches um, to the players to the staff. Um, you know what you're getting when you sign up. Uh, well, if you get the invite and you decide to sign up for a relentless hoops camp. Um, and I thought, like I said, everybody got better from it. Um, yeah, it's always good to just see the talent that we have in Georgia and even the out of state kid. That's what I enjoyed the most. I thought, uh, you know, the North Carolina kids, some Alabama kids came down and represented for their state. Um, and so just continue to, you know, build this brand the right way. And, um, and yeah, I'm excited uh, for that and to see you continue to grow Trent. And, uh, yeah, best of luck to all the coaches and players that came uh, this upcoming season about a month away. So can't wait to get started. Yeah. No, uh, thank you guys. As I've said throughout the episode, and I'll continue to say, uh, you, you, know, you camp coaches are a huge part in making these camps what they are. And I thought, you know, it was a very productive weekend um, because of you guys in large part, you know, you, you brought the energy both days. I know, you know, going back to back days, that's a long weekend. It can be tiring, but I was very happy with how everything went. And again, uh, thank you to everyone else that was involved. Um, you know, it's our, our third year doing these camps, um, you know, right out of COVID was the first year. And then, you know, these last two years um, doing both juniors and seniors in the fall. And you know, we don't, I don't do a bunch of, you know, big AU tournaments or other events. So um, I'm really passionate about these, try to put a lot into it where they're, you know, real beneficial, um, you know, beneficial events um, that, you know, guys can help not just going out there and basically, um, playing pickup, but you know, third year in the books and want to continue to build on these, continue to grow and make it better uh, every, every year. And I thought, you know, this year was another step in that. Uh, like I, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, a bunch of guys at the 2023 camp, those seniors played well and either got offers immediately or, you know, caught new eyes. And then the, the 2024 guys, a lot of new names emerged. So 
Um, I, I thought this episode was good to, you know, just break down all these all camp teams. And once again, you know, if you weren't on the all camp team, um, that doesn't mean you didn't play well. Just with all the talent there, you know, not everyone can be picked. But um, we'll also have uh, the terrific ten out to uh, here pretty soon, which is going to be uh, combined top performers list from both camps. So five guys from the twenty twenty three camp and five guys from the twenty twenty four, and then we'll have some uh, more videos and stuff coming out soon. But um, I thank you guys for uh, coming on and. Uh, ready to get going with the high school season and you know if anyone listening anyone from the camp ever you know needs anything needs help uh, you guys should all have my phone number so feel free to reach out and i'm excited to track all of um all of these guys uh during the high school season and beyond <laughs>